Hello again and welcome everybody to another episode of the Coco and Dolls podcast. We're real people doing real reviews. And now, what are we talking about this week, Coco? Oh, by the way, I'm not Coco. Yeah, I was going to say, well, not Coco. (laughs) Definitely. Well, you could have done that. It would have been an interesting transition. (laughs) I'm not Daltz. And tell us, not Daltz, what's going on this week on the podcast? So this week, we are talking about the hot off the presses, Mandalorian, Season 2, Episode 6, Chapter 14, the tragedy see this is why you do that because i couldn't remember all those details (laughs) i know numbers aren't my thing so i had to look that up before we started i was like wait i think it's chapter 14 i don't know just don't ask me you know add them or multiply them or anything like that right we actually as soon as the uh screen popped up saying chapter 14 the tragedy i was like oh hell no i can't deal with tragedy today Mm -hmm. like today is the anniversary of Something that is very good, but is sad because it's no longer happening. And I was like, no, I can't deal with tragedy. So be warned, people who might be in a not happy state of mind, this might not be the episode (laughs) for you. (laughs) Although it turned out to be not completely tragic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. So Mando and Baby Yoda, aka Grogu, which is still horrible, find their way to the planet with the uh, ruined temple thingy that Mm -hmm. Baby Yoda is supposed to reach out with the force at, and hopefully some other Jedi will find him and train him. Which looked like a leaning uh, Stonehenge. Yeah, it totally did. Um, But uh, so Mando puts him on the rock, but then... Boba Fett what? and uh, Ming-Na Wen, who showed up in the first season as a sharpshooter who was left for dead, um, they show up because Boba Fett wants his armor back, which Mando got from Cobb Vanth in the We Shall Not Speak of It first episode of season two. <laughs> so it actually was relevant, that first episode. Yeah. Um, so... A little bit of a scuff ensues, but they end up teaming up because as they're yelling at each other, stormtroopers show up Mm -hmm. to kidnap Baby Yoda, so they have to team up to take out the stormtroopers. But spoiler alert, Moff Gideon is waiting in the atmosphere (laughs) in his Imperial cruiser and sends down some Iron Man-looking dark troopers Mm -hmm. into the Leaning Stonehenge temple. They steal Baby Yoda... They take him on the Imperial cruiser, and last shot of the episode, Baby Yoda is in shackles on the Imperial cruiser, and Moff Gideon is like laughing like a villain. So it raises a question to me, is it why did Moff Gideon not send in the dark stormtroopers in the first place? I I don't know. Rather than sacrifice (laughs) two troop loads of bad shooting (laughs) white stormtroopers he's like let's just get the four guys down there the iron man guys and and maybe that would be a 10 minute episode i don't know maybe that's why they did it and then also when they landed they landed far away Mm -hmm. so that there was actually some time some tension where they had to walk closely to uh baby yoda i never understand that in movies it's like you land 14 miles over there and then there's a a dramatic scene of the guy walking toward it. And then the hero has all this time. Right. It's like when the villain 
instead of just killing you, spends 20 minutes talking about how brilliant he is <laughs> right. and how this was all in his plan and right. gives you a chance to escape. So right. I actually forgot. Um, so after the Dark Troopers steal Baby Yoda, Mando teams up with Boba Fett and Ming-Na Wen um, because they're like, well, now we're in your debt because mm-hmm. you allowed Boba Fett to have his armor back. So they go back to, I can't remember the name of the planet that Carl Weathers and Gina Carano are on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mando tells Gina Carano... I need to bust this guy out of Imperial prison to help me get baby Yoda back. And she's like, well, I'm a Lieutenant with the new Republic. Now I can't really help you. But then she finds out baby Yoda has been kidnapped. So rules go out the window. And then she looks askance. Right. She just turned her head just, just slightly. But the last scene of the episode is still baby Yoda and shackles. Right. So Daltz, what did you think of this episode? I, so now we're talking. <laughs> right. <laughs> this the last two episodes were the best by far of this season, and Toast. this uh, episode, this episode and the last episode were both uh, of quality that I was forgetting at certain times to make fun of them, to remember to make fun of them in the podcast. Mm-hmm. So the first episodes was just like, why are we doing this, and what's yeah. happening? And it was like the, pulling teeth those first couple episodes. Yeah, the frog lady, like that's like got nothing to do with nothing. And then now I'm excited because now we've got. A thread. We've mm-hmm. got the thread that no, baby Yoda's. He's got the powers. Mm-hmm. He's sitting on the Force Rock, getting blasted by the the good Mojo vibes, and now he's got all this power. So now we have a little bit of origin story there. Um, we've got uh, Boba Fett, which I've always I always thought Boba Fett was a really cool character in the Star Wars. Uh, the original trilogy or whatever, the first New Hope or whatever it was. I hope they explain how he managed to escape from the Sarlacc. He's supposed to still be in the Sarlacc being digested for a thousand years, and his head does look like he... He went through some trauma, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope they explain how he escaped from the Sarlacc. Yeah. I always liked Boba Fett, and so it's good to see him back, and, and there's a connection, obviously, with the Mandalorian armor and everything like that, so this kind of is looping back together. Uh, and so I, I was impressed. I liked the action. I liked the tension. I liked the special effects. I thought the acting was a lot better. The directing was good. We saw that it was directed by Robert Rodriguez, who is uh, known for Sin City and some other movies, too, and we were talking about Rosario Dawson in the last movie, of course. So there's a connection there, or in the last uh, episode, I should say. So I was, I liked it. I, I was impressed, and I am glad that we are getting redeemed. I'm glad that we are actually getting rewarded for watching the first few episodes because those first few, first few episodes were they could have been any science fiction right series. It could have been inserted any characters. It had nothing to do with Star Wars. Yeah, aside from Tatooine. There was no connection right. to Star Wars yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, they used all the characters, but it could have been interchangeable with mm-hmm. like the Cylons from Battlestar Galactica and all that sort of stuff. So uh, I'm glad that we're we're moving in the right direction. Coco, what did you think? That's more important. <laughs> OMG, I loved it. It was <laughs> awesome. It was, it was only a half hour, which yeah. I'm bummed about because mm-hmm. the first episode was like 55 minutes, and that was right. the most worthless episode of the whole season. <laughs> so... But it might also be good because it was really tight. Yeah. Like there was no extraneous stuff. Like the action was hopping. Like it mm-hmm. just, you know, it was just on a high level from beginning to end. Um, I liked that Boba Fett was back, obviously. It was great to see him in the armor, mm-hmm. um, just looking like a badass Getting going around. Stuff done, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, the Star Wars fan of me totally geeked out when the Slave One showed up, like right after Mando landed on the planet and he and baby Yoda got to the temple 
he looks up in the sky and the slave one is, you know, going across the sky. And I was like, oh, Boba Fett is back. I was so excited. <laughs> that geeked me out. And then also there was another line Boba Fett said, um, Mando said, like, you're a bounty hunter. And he said, like my father before me. And that echoed in, uh, mm-hmm. I believe, Return of the Jedi when Luke says, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. I was like, oh, like, <laughs> you know, the Star Wars fan of me just like freaked out. And I'm sure... If I watched like the Clone Wars and some of the other like non main trilogy stuff, I probably would also geek out about like dark sabers and dark troopers and stuff too. Like I would have more of a background on that. Um, Yeah, so I loved it. I thought the action was great. I don't like the kidnapping of Baby Yoda, but we had to know it was inevitable because you know Giancarlo Esposito was going to get stuff done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's not going to give up until he gets his target. So. Uh, I like Gina Carano's appearance at the very end. Like, so now she she and Boba Fett are now obviously going to be in the main storyline for the next couple episodes because now they're teaming up with Mando mm-hmm. to get Baby Yoda back. So this is this is good. I feel like I said that um, when we reviewed the Disney trilogy, the Disney sequel trilogy of, like, the main movies, the middle movie, The uh, Last Jedi, like Ryan Johnson had set out to make like a subversive Star Wars movie. And I hadn't thought that he had done a good job with it. And I feel like this season of The Mandalorian is like subverting main Star Wars mythology and doing a good job at it. Like, oh, yeah? like with Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. we've been thinking for 40 years that Boba Fett died in the Sarlacc. But now <laughs> Boba Fett is back and they need to explain that. Right. But... You know, it's good. And so I feel like there's like some version, some subversion of like Star Wars canon, but Mm -hmm. it's done in a way that fans are not mad about it. Mm -hmm. And it still feels true to the Star Wars universe. You know, it doesn't just feel like some crap that got thrown in there, you know. I, I, I think this is great because Boba Fett was one of those guys where even though he was a bad guy and he fell into the gaping uh, <laughs> desert monster and was going to be digested <laughs> for a thousand years. Like, that was an interesting death and everything like that. But I was kind of, even though I'm not pro-Empire, I was kind of disappointed that he disappeared so fast. Right. Because he was a very interesting character, and I liked the idea of a, bo- a, ba- a bounty hunter. Like, that to me was more, there was more complex and more like a real situation, whereas the other parts of the Star Wars Empire were, or the Star Wars uh, franchise were that there was good versus evil all the time. Whereas a bounty hunter is kind of a shade of gray of that. And so when that character was introduced, I was thinking, oh, that's interesting. Like there's a guy who's just out there for the money. So it's the the Star Wars universe is very much like the rest of the world. Right. (laughs) That we're living in right now is that you've Mm got to pay for play sort of thing. And so I was, I was, I think that maybe John Favreau was picking up on that because I'm sure I'm not the only person who thought that in the Star Wars fans is like, what about Boba Fett? He was a really interesting character. And then we're seeing that with the Mandalorian manifesting itself actually because that's he's a Boba Fett kind of guy with the armor and everything like that. So it was very interesting to see him come back and I'm intrigued to see what moves forward with his character. Yeah, Boba Fett, I, I know Boba Fett is like a, a fan favorite. Like mm-hmm. people freaking loved him from the original trilogy. Like I didn't, care like he was fine Mm -hmm. i could take him or leave him like he didn't connect with me like on a huge level or anything but it was really great to see him in the armor just like kicking ass in this episode like it was so good so there was even that one scene where you gasped where he came (laughs) walking out after he was like trouncing the stormtroopers and he walked over and he was all you know swaggering yeah yeah like oh that was great yeah i just kicked some serious white butt yeah so that was 
this is by far, I know we say that every episode. But that's good, though. But this was by far the best episode of the season. I'd give it an A. Well, the last two, yeah. I'd say, you know, took it up a huge notch. Definitely. Like the first few were just not good. And I was I was feeling we were wasting our time. Uh, I was trying to earn valuable relationship points. But now, the last two, mm-hmm. I, I'm ready to go for the for the last two episodes. We've got two more episodes to go. we got seven and eight to go. And I'm ready for whatever happens. Like, I'm, I'm I'm stoked. And we had, uh, not to mention Mandalorian lost his ship. And there's all sorts of things right, yeah. that happened in this particular episode. Yeah, John Carlo re- Esposito destroyed the Razor Crest. Right. So that's another reason why Mando has teamed up with Boba Fett and Ming-Na Wen. Because he, he, he needs to hitch a ride. He, he doesn't get a ride. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's like, can you guys give me a ride over to the Death Star thingy? <laughs> right, totally. Are you going in that direction? So uh, you give it an A. I'd give it, yeah, probably a good. Uh, I think I gave the last one one and a half lightsabers, and I'd give this probably a one and three quarters lightsabers. This was just a notch better than that last episode. We are trending in the right direction, people. We're definitely am, trending in the right direction. I am freaking stoked for the next two episodes. Like if they're at this level, I'm just gonna, you know, it's gonna be Christmas has come early on <laughs> Disney Plus because this is just every. All the fan service is just amazing. Well, and it, this is the way it should be, right? Right, like, exactly. This is the way, this was 33 minutes long. Like you said, it was a short one. The first episode was 55 minutes. We did, Ridiculous. We had, we had no, like when the 55 minutes was over, we were like, whew. Now we can right. now we can do stuff like <laughs> right. like we were we were chained to the to the couch watching that. Whereas this one was like, what? That's you're ending it there, right? And that's exactly the way it should be. It's like uh-huh. the old Mark Twain quote. You know, I would have written you a shorter letter, but I didn't have the time. It takes more time to make something tighter and right. better and and shorter in this case. And I think that Robert Rodriguez and John Favreau and Dave Filoni, mm. uh, all the principals involved with this particular episode, I think they did a, a fantastic job. And the acting in the first few episodes just was cringy. Uh, and I didn't see the acting in this one. I, right. you know, Giancarlo Esposito, when you're playing the villain, you're going to be a little bit over the top. And But he's Giancarlo Esposito. So, right. uh, you know, he can get he gets a pass on that. And Gina Carano was in this very little. So Yeah, she was in it for like 60 seconds. And she's the non-actor of the bunch. Right. So she can maybe bring people down. And she was actually good in that one scene she was in. So I'm thinking that, you know, we're like you said, we're going in the right direction. And, and when it ended, when it went to black, we were like, oh. <laughs> you yeah. gotta be kidding me I got it you know, like can we have the next one right now right totally so Disney plus please next year with season three if season three isn't delayed because of the pandemic like right. please just release them all at once like I will legit sit my ass on that couch <laughs> and watch eight straight hours of the Mandalorian I'm not I'm not lying I, I, I have a feeling they're not going to do that because no. <laughs> what else is there on Disney Plus right now right. that has this kind of anticipation? Right, totally. I think I saw something that I think did say that The Mandalorian is by far the most streamed thing on Disney Plus. Yeah. Like they've got some great stuff on Disney Plus, yeah. but it's all older, you know, 101 Dalmatians and Right, Home Alone. Home Alone and things like that that, you know, the the Herbie series that I binge watch all the time when you're not here. Um and the parent trap and the parent trap like all these things that have are great watches but we've seen them before in one shape or another so this is the only original stuff they really have 
And this is why I give you my $75 every year, Disney Plus, right. for The Mandalorian. So please keep it at this level. John Favreau, I'm, I'm begging you. Mm-hmm. Please, yeah. <laughs> please make sure every episode is like this one because this was amazeballs. Yeah, this is good. I, I, give, it to, I give it a high mark for sure. Rock and roll. So uh, that's going to be it for our quick hit. We're going to keep going, obviously, with The Mandalorian series. Uh, we'll hit number seven and eight in the next two episodes. And, well, we'll... we'll probably have another review or two in there as well so keep your eye on your feed for all of our episodes and thanks for joining us listener thanks for liking us and sharing us and thanks for going to cocoandolls.com and contributing to the fund to keep the podcast alive because we've really appreciated the contributions we've gotten so far (laughs) so until next time i'm not dalt and i'm not coco